if he has multiple slaves, that means it's okay to have the harem. Hello, and welcome to the bottom of the internet. This is Another Dead Pixel, the podcast that wishes it was a TV show. My name is Nick, and I'll be your host. Here with me tonight, my good friend and a man, the only person to win every Olympic gold medal. It's Joe. Joe, how you doing tonight? Doing all right. The key is to bribe the judges. I mean, you know, it's no real secret. You just can't get caught. Like, what do you do uh, on ones that don't have judges? Like, I don't you, know, like the races and... Oh, you mean when, you, when you're not being seen? And then you just take that moped and you just scoot your way up and then the next time the cameraman sees you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's wild. I mean, I thought the camera was on you the whole time. Well, like I said... It's like, oh, that and you got, you know, with uh, today's technology, deep fakes, you know, you just got to get someone else to run like you and then just cover it all up. Mm, so you have to have bribe. You in the Spider-Man movie? So you've got it's a, all about the deep fakes. You've got to bribe like every judge and spectator and then deep fake everything. Well, that sounds you're to make your country win. That's <laughs> true. You know, that's <laughs> true. Anything for the good old US of A. So the question is, uh, who would play you on our TV series? That's the real question. Well, I don't know. Probably. I don't know. I'm trying to think of an actor that kind of looks like me. Probably have to go with an Indian actor, even though I'm not Indian. Um, but I don't know. I'm going to say, uh, just for fun, Antonio Banderas. How about that? Yeah, I was going to be like, I don't know, man. I'm like, I'll go with Jackie Chan because his head's round. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, for you? <laughs> yeah, for I mean, sure, man. Yeah, for you, I don't know. I thought you'd go with uh, John Leguizamas, you know, because that's, you know, they always go to. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's kind of, I don't know. He's kind of. You can be Luigi. Small. It's fine. He's kind of, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see it. I, I kind of see it, but I kind of don't see it. Oh, no. I was going purely based off of just who you would launch. That's all. Oh. Um, maybe, like, if it was, like, a really serious TV show, uh, Benicio Del Toro, that'd be a good one. But I don't think I'm it'd be, it'd be It'd literally be a crime crime detective drama. Another dead pixel. <laughs> Another dead pixel. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he's always looking it'd be like at the, the new CSI or some shit. You know, we'd be wearing sunglasses in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> because because Benicio del Toro is always looking at people like this. He's just always like has his head down and his eyes up, like some kind of wolf or something. And then he and then he like leans his head back, and he's like, ah, 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 and he just kind of yeah, mumbles, dude mumbles, mumbles hard. <laughs> It's the one role he plays in every movie. I think he mastered it better than, like, Keanu Reeves, better than Johnny Depp. I mean, he knows how to play his one part, you know, and, like, whether it be Star Wars, whether it be The Usual Suspects, like, throughout time, it's just the one character. Yeah, he's pretty good in Sicario. Never saw it. It's pretty good. Sicario 1's pretty good. Sicario 2 gets, like, Sicario 1 is, like, I don't know, it's it's a drug it's like an anti-drug movie or an anti-cartel kind of you know cop movie 
and it's kind of dour and sort of like, ah, oh, this was an impossible problem. But then Sicario 2 goes into like, no, we're just an action movie now. It's, it, it's, it's, it's more serious than that, I guess, but it's way more like we're just going to go kill the cartel. Um, and it's more fun in that way. It's definitely gets a lot more wacky, I think. But they're but they're both pretty good movies, I think. All right. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. You I'm should. not going to get around to watching it anytime soon. You should if you ever get time. It's it's definitely not bad, but yeah. I got still watch that Batman movie you recommended so highly. Um though all my coworkers seem to really knock on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're talk, talking to me about this before the podcast. So what are their what what are their criticisms of this Batman movie? This most recent the Batman movie. Um the, the criticisms is don't pay for it. Uh, just watch it off of uh, HBO Max. And one of them's like, well, too late. I already paid to watch it. And it was uh, disappointing. Uh, one was like, I couldn't stand it from front to end. It was just so boring. Uh, the defend, the staunch defender of the group was like, oh, no, only the first half is boring. You know, it only took me like four plus hours to watch this movie, which is actually pretty good considering how long it is. Uh, and they were like, yeah, the second half actually got good. Uh I had to ask them, I'm like, so what do you think of um, the, the new Batman? And they're like, nah. <laughs> they they were like, none of them, like the one who thought it was boring from front to, front to end was like, yeah, it's like, I couldn't get out. I couldn't get past the fact that uh, just seeing the vampire, you know, it's like, that's all, that's all they could see. Um, Edward. I don't know his real name. Oh, um, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Sparkle vampire. Okay. That's, you know. That's all that's and then you know the other ones are like he's not bad but he's not really great like everyone still thinks he's like maybe third best Batman because we we literally got the like my half of the office discussing just Batman in general uh, so it was actually really funny because I brought up the topic and all of a sudden everyone got on the tangent just stopped working and just started talking about it and so one of the one of the supervisors was like. He's like, uh, hands down, he's like, no, Bale, man. Bale is like, it's what we grew up with. That is the way to do it. That is like, that is Batman. Like, they, nothing better than, you know, um, Heath Ledger's Joker. Uh, then, you know, as one of the other guys, I'm pretty sure was trolling, was like, Jack Nicholson, man. You know, I'm like, and then I was just like, y'all don't know what you're talking about. I said, Adam West for the win. Uh, and yeah, I got looked at really funny for that one. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's... Yeah, it's it's probably too slow. It's probably too long. It doesn't, I don't know, have a big, ex- quite as much of a big explosion at the end like a lot of others do. Um, I understand the criticisms. I, I could and I could see, I can see people saying that um, Robert Pattinson is the third best. Um, Keaton is of a time. I mean, I don't. I think that exact same um, performance by Keaton now. Uh, it, it wouldn't fly, but it's of a of a time in the late '80s, early '90s. So yeah, well, Tim Burton, yeah, like the Tim Burton Batman's, like that was most definitely. Like I love the um the city, uh, yeah. you know, the style of it. Uh, I did not, you know, the villains were the villains. I mean, uh, it once again that you're right, it's of a time. Uh, and you know, I honestly don't remember Val Kilmer's performance. Uh. George Clooney, I stopped watching that one. Like you know, I've I never watched it from front to back. Uh, wow. I was yeah, a kid that, that was I was so goddamn angry on that one. <laughs> I was like right at the right age for the toys and stuff of the Batman and Robin one. I was just about to age out of the toys, but it was like one of the that was probably one of the last movies where I was like, I'm gonna get like the toy for this or whatever. Um, yeah, that Val Kilmer was 
people don't like that one. And he, he was pretty deadpan, but I don't know. Like Batman forever has a soft spot in my heart because it, because like the, the Riddler and two face, I thought were played by, you know, like Jim Carrey and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. They were, they were pretty good. I don't know. Like that's that's the thing is I think that's that would turn me off. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones was such a good actor at that point uh, in my mind because like he was in things like um, Under Siege and uh, I think that was the uh, the Fugitive and stuff like that. Uh, so he was he was such a like I had him in such a respected regard and then I'm like oh this is bad and then there was uh, yeah then Jim Carrey I'm like Jim Carrey's like you're done. Uh, I just I just he you know between that and like the Cable Guy it's like. <laughs> You're you're dead to me now, Jim Carrey. So, yeah, Jim Carrey has. He's kind come of a, back now in in a uh, way, but it's just it, you know, like he uh, he's kind of a he kind of with uh this is years and years ago, but they made a documentary about his um, performance as uh, what's called Man on the Moon, who's the the comedian that he was in that movie, Andy Kaufman. Yeah, so so like he he like method acted that whole thing, and was like really kind of horrible to people. Um, and like, there's a documentary that, that talks about it and, and shows it. So, but I mean, he's, he's gone through a lot of, a lot of troubles. I don't know. It was, it was, it was fun. I, I, enjoyed I feel it. like he went through every, every slapstick comedian uh, has that arc. Uh, you, you get popular, you get big for doing the silly, uh, silly things you are, you're noted for. And then you get pigeonholed into only being that guy. Yeah. Then your audience grows out of that. They're no longer that's no longer funny to them. And then essentially, something you know, the, the depression hits or like the dark side takes over. Then you end up trying to do dark comedies for a little bit. Uh, everyone's like, "Whoa, this isn't the you know this isn't the person I remember." And then eventually, if they're lucky, they'll uh, they'll you know come out the other side with some really cool, cool gems and maybe show that they have a higher range than just comedy. Uh, but like, I feel like uh, you got Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, uh, you know, similar, uh, essentially Adam Sandler. Um, you know, it's like, so how yeah, they come true. out the other side or if they do or not, that's, you know, you know, that's determines a lot, but well, I just I mean, remember like, I think they all I... end up doing, you know, well, maybe not Adam Sandler, but uh, Robin Williams yeah. did some really dark stuff too. Like Punch Drunk Love is kind of dark, um, and uh, like Uncut Gems, I've heard it's kind of dark. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think they just want to be taken seriously at some point. Like, like, uh, like they kind of grow out of the comedy, and they just want to, they want to be a, like an, a real actor or whatever. Um, and and Jim Carrey has done some good stuff uh, over the years. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is is good. Um, there's a few other things. Robin Williams, of course, won an Oscar, and uh had some had some success he also has had some pretty bad flops but you know uh i don't blame him for that but like the, the batman movie it's probably it's too long i don't know why they let it be three hours they could have cut it down to probably uh to probably like 245 and it would have felt a little snappier probably but they didn't want to do that it was kind of a bold choice i think it's good i think it's definitely better than um, then bat, then, uh, Batman, uh, rising, rising of the dark Knight. I forget what the, what the third bail one is. I think it's better than that. I think it's probably better than the first bail Batman, but I like the first one. Actually, I think I like the first one better than I think I, the first one 
is my preferred out of the trilogy. I don't even uh, remember it. Like I've I've seen it like once, and I was like, "This is good." And then, but the second one blew me away so much that I, every time I think about watching any of the Batman's from Bale, I was, I'm just like, oh, "I'll just watch the second one again." See, I really thought the second one was really sloppy in a lot of ways, uh, and that's I know it's an unpopular opinion, and it's fine, but it's just I just really there's just enough about it that just wasn't. I mean, the great parts were just phenomenally great. Um, and that you, they kind of overshadow a lot of the bit, uh, like if you're going to you know, like nitpick at it, I guess. And so the ugly bits, um, you know, so I can see it being overall a better movie as far as, you know, uh, in, for the average person. I think, though, I, don't know, I just really like the, the you know, Batman Begins, uh, the whole story structure. You know, it just makes, as far as an origin story goes, I like that one far better than a lot of the other stuff that they, end up, you know, a lot of these superhero movies pump out. Uh, the third one of the Bale series fucking just angered me. Uh, that was so dumb. Batman fight in the daylight in the street. Uh, that's, that'll, that'll work. Yeah, like let's like, let's like, have him let's have him ignore like the mosh pit that's about to happen between the good guys and bad guys. Like I'm in a jet that has guns, and I'm just gonna wait. You guys fight it out, murder each other. I'm gonna go park this thing because I want to come in and punch my way to the to victory. That's I'm like that's definitely a lot cooler. You gotta admit. Um, the the second Batman was uh, the Dark Knight. I mean that movie owes owes its whole existence to Heath Ledger. Um, because it's, it would be very, it would be a very, you know, whatever. It was all right, movie without without him. It was it had an okay whatever story. It, you know, it, it did a lot of good things. It, it did a lot of good things, but like, but like Heath Ledger. It, every every scene, I mean, he's he starts the movie like he starts the movie with like the bank heist. You don't know it's him, but he puts on a mask and then goes and does the bank heist, and so like. Like he's the beginning and every part after that you're thinking about like what Heath Ledger is doing. So it's, it's, it, it, that movie is like only good, only like great, I would say because of Heath Ledger. And if, uh, and if he wasn't, it, see, it wouldn't be as good. See, I, it's hard to say because that that's all, you know, that's, that's a big part of it is done with the directing and the, the guidance of that to a certain extent. But also, if Heath Ledger didn't die, I, I honestly think that movie wouldn't have been as elevated so fondly because if he just was, gone yeah. on to do other stuff and if, you know, depending on, you know, but because of his death, uh, that became like the pinnacle of his work. And, every, you know, like everyone's like, that's the new gold standard. And now no one can touch the Joker ever again, unless if you do an extremely different Joker. And since then, whenever they tried, well, I actually, I hadn't seen, um, uh, the Joker. Uh, yeah. The Joker. I hadn't seen that one. Phoenix. Uh, and suicide squad, you know, uh, oh, well, yeah, that's you know, like that, that one, first you one know, get, that gets a lot of bad rap. Um, you know, he didn't get enough screen time, a lot of, you know, just, you know, debates and uh, arguments behind the scenes. So can't really take that at all. Yeah. So. I mean, like, I kind of see what you're saying. I think that Heath Ledger probably would have won the best Su supporting actor Oscar. Um, even if he hadn't died, I think it did. I think it helped propel him to that. But like, I mean, like, like that movie is good is like, is good because of him. And it, and if you're, if you're talking about like an Oscar, that's kind of what they think about is like, 
is this person kind of carrying the movie um, or like doing like doing like extra work? And he was, I mean, Heath Ledger was, I mean, he hadn't done a whole lot of really strange, different things. I think there's a lesser known movie like Tangerine or something like that, that I, I heard he was like good in um, that. And then I guess he'd done uh, Brokeback Mountain, which I never saw, but people say that's really good. Um, but like, like, I think he, I, th- I think he was pretty good. I, th- I think even when you go back and watch it now, everybody else's performance is like, well, it's sort of dated and it's sort of whatever, but his performance holds, holds true. It's, it's, uh, it's still really good, but. No, I do agree with you that he is the best part of that movie. Yeah. Uh, but then I also, like I said, there's just so much of that movie that's just, in my opinion, just sloppy. I mean, the whole motorcycle scene, the, the, um, it's there. I mean, you know, granted, you, a lot of people make fun of the, the glaring loophole that Batman just leaves a party full of people just to the Joker. You know, just he saves the girl, then they cut yeah, to the next scene. That's pretty uh, bad. I mean, he's, he's still looking for Bruce Wayne. He's going to murder everyone in that room. Uh, you know, he just he just threw a girl out the window just for the sake of it, essentially. So, uh, yeah, yeah, they could have they yeah. they could have handled that with like a throwaway scene of like of like two seconds of like security running in and then the Joker running away. Or, like they could have done that. One liner news news bulletin dialogue. You know, and it's like, yeah. and luckily no one got in. You know, like something like that. But it's just. Uh, it was some weird stuff um you know uh i don't know there was that movie like i said uh, you're right uh heath ledger's scenes were the best part about it but there was just i don't know i just i am very much against that being as good as everyone says it is yeah Uh, they've all got problems that's for sure because they're fucking comic book movies but you know it is what it is but i mean like like for me like what i've been watching um recently i think i talked about this a little bit a little bit before but um, I just finished the first season of Rising of the Shield Hero, um, and uh, it's it's pretty good. I think the last time I talked about it, I was only on on an episode ten or whatever. There's 25 episodes, and I just finished it. Uh, the second season has come out. Uh, I think they're on episode six as we record this, so I'm gonna keep uh, jamming through that and, and catch up with that. But um, the, the 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 Rising of the Shield Hero. It's it's pretty good. I think that it's a a better attempt at at shonen um, than a lot of other typical shonen shows. Uh, the the main hero, the shield hero, he like can't pick up any weapons, so he can only use his shield, which has which like at the beginning only has like defense. It's only a defensive item um so he can't like actually attack with it and he can only like punch small things with his fist to like uh gain experience so like if you're not familiar with the show it's an isekai where a kid like a high school student or a college student goes into a library opens a book and then is whisked away to another world that is like a but it's like a video game he has like a video game hud over his face and there's and there's uh and so he gets like he gets the shield and he's like the shield hero and there's three other heroes there's a a, a bow and arrow hero a spear hero and a sword hero so like they all have it like easy cuz they can like attack monsters and stuff uh weak monsters and and gain experience but like he can't but like the shield hero can't do that so like 
like it goes on and and uh he his his shield gains like some offensive ability like some limited like offensive ability What's thing up? is you're missing the part that everyone's a toolbox everyone is a piece of crap in that series yeah like i i, I don't give away too much but like <laughs> just, just no that's exactly it just leave it blank everyone's a piece of crap and they treat him like a piece of crap yeah so so, so like i mean they really like a lot of shonen anime starts with the hero being like young or whatever and that's why they need to level up and with whatever they're trying to do but like with this one um the the world that he's in uh pretty much immediately like immediately like beats him down and won't let him uh gain any experience and and stuff like that so he has a really hard time of it at the beginning which is which is the most interesting part of the show i think um as he gains experience and kind of uh gets to be better and kind of gets on his feet it slowly erodes back into just kind of your standard you know superhero anime uh, type thing, but like in the like, I, I don't know, like and then and he's got like he ends up uh kind of toward the end with with um three uh three teammates who all happen to be female that that follow him around. Harem candidates. Yeah, yeah. It's like 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 with the second one, you're like okay, okay, that's two chicks, okay. And then with the third one, you're like, okay, we're on, we're in, it's just, we're just in a harem. We're just in a harem anime. It's, it's, it's very standard for, you know, target audience being, it's a shonen thing. Shonen being like young, young boys or young, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, you want your hero to be uh, surrounded by a bevy of babes. And, you know, but this is like, we have a little bit of every archetype a little bit. And uh, like the first one is like, well, she's a little young. Oh, wait, magically she got older. Okay, don't yeah. worry, it's okay now. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly uh, <laughs> what happens. That's exactly what happens in this. Uh, the chick, the chick, Raftalia is. Oh, and this is what's weird too, is that. Um, so like he, this is really early on, so it's kind of spoilers for like the early part of it, but uh, he, so he, he's a shield hero. He can't use weapons, so he's got to go. Um, so he's he's got to figure out a way to do to like get experience points. So he figures out that he can get a teammate and then they can fight for him and he can share in the experience points. Um, but he gets like a lower, a lower amount. Um, and so he goes, so like he can't find anybody who wants to uh, fight with him. So he goes to this slave dealer, uh, the slaver essentially. And he buys, a, he buys a chick who is like, I don't know, she's probably like the age she's supposed to be is probably like, I don't know, 14 or something like that. And then like he, he buys her as a slave and then uh, teaches her how to fight. And then she like once she hits like a certain level, she like grows up to be like 20 or whatever, even though it's only been like a few weeks or something. Um, so that's that's really odd and interesting, but whatever. Um uh, Oh, oh man. Um, and, but like, so the show presents a lot of interesting ideas that I don't think it, I don't know. I, I think it, if it was for maybe an older demographic, it would have had a better chance at kind of exploring some of the ideas like, 
that slavery is still legal in the country and um, some of the stuff. Cause like the, the chick that he buys as a slave to, as to make as a teammate is a demi human. So she's a, what you would think of as like a normal woman, but she has, I think it's Fox ears and a Fox tail. Um, the way they draw them is not like a like not like cat ears. Oh, she she has she has the curved ears. So I honestly don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's curved, right? Uh, kind of curved. So yeah. yeah, I can't I can't remember which uh yeah what race she is. But now that's the thing is I don't know this. All right, so you what is your thoughts on the anime as a whole? Like that's I think that's what I'm curious like, about. Like I think it's good. I think it definitely wanes as it as it goes on. The characters are likable. I think that the, the main character is, is likable. Um, cause he's not, I don't know. He's kind of dour. He's kind of like, I'm because he's been mistreated and cheated out of a lot of stuff and he doesn't really trust anybody, which kind of makes it sort of cool. And the fact that he actually has to, um, fight low ranked enemies and get his ass kicked a lot and like think his way out of fights without him personally, punching the thing uh early on like later on he kind of does get into like the more starring role of defeating enemies or whatever but but like early on he has to really think about how how to do stuff and i don't know like it's good it's definitely better uh in my opinion than something like like uh i don't know than like like naruto or or any of your super standard um shonen stuff but it it uh it does it it does kind of devolve into a little bit of that that standard shonen toward the end uh, of the first season. So, yeah, so you're right. the the beginning The beginning of the series is the strongest point for, as a whole. Uh, the main party uh is you know is likable. Uh, you know, it's just the other heroes are extremely extremely annoying. Uh, the entire rest of the cast, for the most part, or any anyone like a lot of the people who are the the antagonists, you know, the ones who are mistreated, the main, they're all stupidly annoying, uh, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's just not. I, it was hard for me to like finish that series. It yeah. was it was very disappointing. And then the author goes ahead and has made has been making a spinoff manga uh, of the spear hero. Uh, the most annoying oh, one no, of the side that's heroes. Why would you yeah, do yeah. that? I I don't. I haven't read it. I am not going to. I mean, I'm gonna read I, it. Just... <laughs> I'm gonna read it. <laughs> I'm gonna read part of it. Yeah. So that's. It was just like you know. Uh, but you know, as far as uh, main heroes being mistreated and overcoming their obstacles, I mean that uh the one I mentioned before, uh, the Ari uh, Fureta. Uh, that one I liked. Uh, quite a bit better okay. uh, I just because you know that dude goes through a lot of stuff and he, he literally claws his way out of uh, a dungeon and like he 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 becomes better through it uh, I just find that every the main character of shield hero yes he was mistreated and yes he has a right to be wary of everyone but he's also kind of a whiny git um, and yeah. because because of reasons like like my my brain is just like just waste everybody if I was him, but he can't because of reasons. And I'm like, 
ah oh, that that's lame <laughs> he just just yeah. ditched the other you know but you know so it's like with they... spoiling things so i'm just i was very i i'm curious about the next season mostly because the poster on the next the for the next uh for the season two had this giant turtle island and i'm like okay that's kind of cool it reminded me of like uh avatar or something like the last airbender because there was a giant turtle island in that one too huh okay. i like turtles <laughs> turtles are cool i guess um but yeah, like you're right. The the like antagonists, some of the antagonists uh, in Shield Hero, the ones that are from the beginning and kind of throughout, they are really annoying. And and they never change. They don't. They no one really evolves or grows up. They all they all just kind of like we'll we're gonna we will not accept you as you know, Shield Hero. We will just deal with you now. But that's because we need to. But we all are still going to be assholes to you, despite the situation, and we're all just going to be whiny babies. Yeah, you know. And then at one point, kind of toward probably like the back half, uh, they fight the Pope, uh, which is really <laughs> just like really random. <laughs> but like it's like the Pope of this world that they're in, uh, and it's, that's like probably the most like shown in part of it because they have like long conversations in the middle of the battle, and I'm just like, come on try like hide behind a rock or something but they're just like having this like long conversation for about half the episode uh in the middle of the fight and i'm just like i hate this <laughs> i do like philo's character though uh just because it's a giant chocobo chicken that turns into a girl but it's just like like i'm gonna turn it like that we we needed a horse to draw the carriage so this giant chicken just gets to draw the check carriage and you know yeah. it's just like all right you are seriously just the fat chocobo from the, the old Final Fantasy Super Nintendo games. Yeah, that and definitely, like, <laughs> that, 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 that definitely, like, I noticed that. I was like, this is kind of like a chocobo. Uh, I feel his character's good. I think Raftalia's character could be good, but she's just, so, I mean, she's just such a, like, she's just such a, like, like, there to be in love with the hero. Um, and she doesn't have really any dimensionality to herself. She's not, she's just, She's just an NPC for like love interest for the hero. Um, yeah, she's the she's his backbone, the support because you know he he's all like damaged goods, and so she's the one who's like without her, he's he's just be a sopping mess of a man. Yeah, uh, like like probably the most egregious thing to me was spoilers, but like about a quarter of the way through the first season, for reasons, Raftalia loses her slave crest so she's no longer a slave to him by force of magic and then and so they do so they deal with that and they have they finish that storyline and then immediately after they finish that storyline she goes she goes uh like that they go and they put another slave crest on her and, and she asks for it and she she asks for it and i'm just like 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 you wouldn't i don't i don't know it's it, like why would you do that i know it's what that loyalty it's the it's the squire it's the um the knight and squire like i will be in servitude of you for now on like my master and that's like you know that's the loyalty bit and like i know but it's so stupid why, she she can't be an equal man she has to be property um it's like what is going on you can still like hang out and do what i say uh Without having like, but if a he literal... has multiple slaves, that means it's okay to have the harem. <laughs> it's not, you know, 
that yeah it's that's the anime logic in there I, as wrong as it may be that is uh, that's, that's how it goes because they wouldn't even uh, have to do that. they could just be like that like it, it literally doesn't matter for the rest at least the first season maybe because like these were light novels first so they're there's not a i looked in to see if there's a, a manga that they made and i don't think there is one um i thought they'd make one but 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 there's not so like but there's as far as i can tell there's literally no reason for her to need the slave crest again, everything could have been done in the rest of the show without that. So maybe they're going to pull it out for, for next time, or maybe it's there to sell toys, uh, because of reasons, figures and stuff. But I don't know, like I enjoy it. It's, I, I think that it would have served better to be aimed toward an older audience. Um, and be darker it could have it could have been darker and that and that would have been that would have made it cooler i think but it is what it is um and uh, i'm gonna keep keep on watching it because it's okay it's i, I don't know i give it like like i give it like a six and a half or seven out of ten i, I don't know why but i just that's kind of where it lands for me well, it's because you haven't seen the other stuff, and that it's like so. It's 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 easier to go off on the very beginning, uh, if you ha if you don't have a lot of experience in the other thing, like the better stuff. Uh, it, it's so it's where you start. Like if you don't play a lot of good open world games, then you think Breath of the Wild's a good game. Uh, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gotta get the jab in there. Um, so actually, one of the good one of the things that come out from really well with this is um, the uh. The first time I've ever seen this uh, uh, this car this person, he's uh, I think he's just known as like budget cosplayer. Okay. Uh, and he does. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to try to find his like his real handle, but he does the shield hero, and it was pretty pretty good. Uh, it's he does things. Uh, uh, he does like very unique things and like to make the most cheap and you know like uh well thought out cosplay so for this one if i remember correctly it was uh he got like a table a green tablecloth wrapped around his <laughs> you know neck he wore like the same colored pants or something like that and then what he ended up doing is just getting uh orange uh balloons and just sticking them to him as as the <laughs> field mob like that's slime good. monsters that's really good it's uh, pretty much all you need like cuz if you yeah. even if you only watch like the first episode of shield hero that you would totally get you would totally get that immediately yeah and that's uh he does he does things like that like he did he does a, a captain america one where he painted a fan like a l little tiny floor fan and he painted it the the colors and so when it spins it's it's the shield so it's just him standing behind this his his fan while you know like in the colors of captain america and it looks like he's holding the shield i just stupid he does really good clever things like outside the box like what the hell i would have never thought of that it's like and he, it's like trailer park club trailer park cosplay kind of stuff yeah it, it's, it's totally worth taking a look at <laughs> that's pretty funny uh, i'll see if i can so essentially that's my signal boost right up in front uh and i'll try to find uh, an appropriate link uh to I'll, that guy so I'll, we can add it to the show notes i'll throw up i'll throw a picture in there somewhere around here um but yeah that's that's cool well that's i've been watching some other stuff a little bit at a time uh but that's like the main thing that i uh got through so you looked like you've been watching quite a bit of the old animu uh what have you been watching joe all right so uh 
a lot of the new dubs recently have come out uh and it's a little early for me to really speak on a lot of them because usually i like to do at least past the episode three in analysis but some of them right out the gate i'm like yeah i'm totally for this one and one of them is um love after world domination okay. uh this is fits in the same vein as uh last season's uh miss kuritsu's uh from the monster development department uh so both of these have to be around they're situated around um uh sentai which are like the superhero uh teams so power rangers uh common oh, rider yeah. any masked hero essentially uh that's what these like these fit in those genres uh the miss kuritsu from last season it's uh that one happens to be uh, she makes the monsters that the like the heroes fight, so the Power Rangers. So she's kind of on that uh, R and D team. So whenever you saw the old Power Rangers TV show and you see like the giant monster at the end, she made those, and that's her. That's their the aspect from that, uh, which it was it was pretty funny. Uh, I I enjoyed it, but then again, I really like uh, like I ha I have a fondness for those kind of uh, uh, TV shows. You know the ultra you know Ultraman and stuff like that as well. So the love after world domination uh there's only two episodes currently out in english uh, and that one is uh the like the head general of the you know the bad guy army and the red ranger essentially uh who's the uh you know the red red is always the hero color so he's always number one and they essentially fall for each other and so they're secretly dating while having to combat each other okay. uh, it's it's pretty it's just a slice of life it's comedy uh it's a romantic comedy type of deal so like their peons and like the rest of the ranger group which in this one they call they call them the gelato five and each one of them is different flavored gelato uh okay. super stupid but super good uh they like they'll be fighting in the background and then the other two the, the two main characters will be having like a picnic date kind of and then the, the moment one of the moment someone peeks their head around then they have to pretend like they're going in, back into combat they're like they're trying to hold hands and all of a sudden someone peeks around and they're like now they're in a death grip you know like fingers interlocked raw you know and then the, the, the person goes well um you wow that's so intense uh like i'll let you guys i'll let you handle it red and they bolt and then there's like then now they're alone again they're like we're holding hands this is so sweet <laughs> like you're like oh wow we're doing like it says here that the like finger interlock is like like uh you know next level stuff not just normal holding hands you know like just it's silly it's cute uh i i like it uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Like I said, just is it? Uh, like how many episodes in is it? Only in English dub is only two. It's I believe it's a twelve episode series. Okay. So, uh, let's see here. Then there's, uh, yeah, it's a long one, but trapped, um, trapped in a dating sim. Um, What's something the full like title? I think the rest of it's like the world of Otome Games is rough for a mob. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned this one before, and yeah, sure enough, it's uh, it's not disappointing me. Uh, so I'm I'm happy about that. Uh, the manga is really good, and they have the main character has some great like I'm a jerk face. Like he 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 does a sinister grin. Like you know it sucks to be you guys. Okay. And yeah, so it's uh, I I like it. Uh, he just wants to live his normal life, but he wants he just wants to be comfortable. And of course, he gets himself stuck into higher situations. But essentially, it's an isekai where he wakes up in a video game where it happens to be an otome game which is um 
targeted it's a dating sim targeted towards uh females so generally it's a reverse harem so you, you the main character is a girl who then uh tries to you know meet all the fancy boys uh and in this case like the the highest one is the prince of what the, you know the, the kingdom that they're in and uh yeah it's 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 well done i like it because like i said the main guy's kind of an asshole and he, he admits to it and he has like a sidekick that also just calls it as it is like you know uh, telling him he's a jerk essentially uh yeah it's it's totally worth the watch i think so that one's only a few episodes in as well i'm trying to think what else man i just, i have been watching a lot of the new stuff uh one of the which i know you've been watching is that uh spy um spy x family or spy cross family I think it's just and, my family. Yeah, it's but Japan loves the cross. Um, they say cross when it's an X, and they use cross when it comes to verses, and it's it's annoying. But I, yeah, just I spy like, family. I, as, uh, as as far as I can tell, the X when it's like that is just is just there for for looks, and it doesn't actually mean anything. It's like a silent X almost, like like Hunter Hunter. I think is supposed to be yep. pronounced just Hunter Hunter. So yep, that is correct. I don't know. I, I think it's just spy family. Uh, if we're wrong, uh, please correct us and let us know your thoughts. But uh, yeah. So anyway, I don't care. <laughs> I care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I care what our, what our viewers think. <laughs> no, I don't care about correction of that one. I mean, of all uh, the things to correct me on, you can correct me on so many other things. Like, um, I like your opinion. The pronunciation is the manga and anime. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a spy family. So, so I only watched the first episode of this so far, um, and I I I, I want to come back to it. I think it's it's a pretty anime. Um, I don't know something about it I didn't quite like, but I do know that the little girl I forget her name is, and I, this is common knowledge, but she's like the cutest thing since sliced bread. She's she's just so cute. Uh, yeah, I forgot what they call it. They, they, there's a, there's an acronym that's used in a lot of things, like something like um, adorable little girl or cute little girl, something like that. But it's like it's usually it's like the little girl sidekick you have in a lot of things. Um, yeah, but like she's and, like in that first episode, like she can, like she's written really funny because like they do things and she, she reacts to them in like really funny and cute, like it's like cute funny, but like really funny cute ways. That are just really adorable, and I I think that they do a good job of that. Yeah, the um, no, the, and her meant like what the, what she thinks out loud is pretty funny. Yeah. So, uh, it's like you know, uh, she's like, "Papa's a liar." It's like, <laughs> "Papa's a big liar." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's because yeah, you know, like yeah, it's just it's a pretty good. Like I said, it has it's iffy. It's like. There are parts of it that seem like it's really good. It seems like it has a lot of potential, but also they can just really uh, shit the bed and it could just be, you know, we'll see. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm hopeful, I guess is the best way to put that. I'm optimistically hopeful on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep watching it, but that for some something about the first episode, I can't remember what I, what I was seeing in it. And I was just kind of like, I don't know what it is that's not quite, that, that, that I'm not getting about it, but. Anyway, it'll probably be yeah. good as it goes on. Um, there's one that I was watching that I, uh, I, I just think it was funny because it's uh, it's a new one, uh, Tsukimichi. Uh, so 
It's another isekai. Uh, man, you can't, you cannot escape these things. And uh, it kind of pokes fun of itself because it's like he's just an average-looking dude, and he gets isekai'd, and the god's kind of a a jerk. Uh, like in the new world, his, the new god's a jerk, and he's just uh it's it kind of pokes fun of it's like self-aware uh he, you know because he knows what an isekai is uh the thing is mm. i'm watching the first episode and i'm like this looks very familiar i didn't i didn't and then I'm like by the end of the episode i'm like i've read this this chapter before i've read this and i completely forgot that i knew about this i'm like oh okay so i haven't gotten around to watching episode two yet that's dubbed but i'm like yeah i totally read at least episode at least enough for chapter one and i'm like i'm curious how far i got into it before i mentally dropped it because i had no recollection of ever coming across i'm like oh yeah that's i knew the cover but i honestly that cover didn't jolt anything in my brain yeah. i was just like all right so yeah that's uh i honestly don't know it's like it seems like it can be good i mean as far as the manga goes it's it's pretty far along um you know i think it's decently far so uh it has potential uh but honestly yeah at the same time it's just like i don't know i found it more funny the fact that i happened to read it and i forgot all about it <laughs> that is yeah that's so. pretty funny <laughs> like it's, it's a weird i'm usually feeling. pretty good about knowing what i read i'm like i'm really i'm really good even if i drop stuff i'm like oh yeah no, that was the one of blah 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 i'm like yeah okay that, there's a reason why i dropped it uh i honestly think i just there's just too many darn isekais when it comes to it so i'm like yeah i'm i'm done i have to pick and choose yeah. uh which ones i'm going to follow and uh, whether it be right or wrong i usually you know even the even the mediocre one I'm like i chose this path i'm walking down it you know as my own punishment <laughs> Yeah, I do not know so. why everything has to be an isekai right now. Like, it is, like, has there ever been a time in anime history where, like, one idea has permeated the whole, like, the whole medium? It's just, it's wild to me. It's, yeah, they, they're, it comes and goes in certain waves, but this one's been around, I feel like, the longest so far, of at least yeah. modern times. Uh, but essentially, it's like, yeah, this is a popular theme. The big thing is they're all coming from light novels and yeah, or at least most novels. of them. Well, so that's why a lot of them you have like stupid, ridiculous titles because that's the popular fad in these light novel trends. Just have a and ridiculously long title. Yeah, they, it's usually really con like let's let's use some stupid, really uh, ridiculous kanji and like let's it's it's that Chunibyo factor. Like it's we're gonna make ourselves seem cool by making our like try to be as different as possible yeah. and yeah i don't know it's just it is what's popular and a lot of people are like i can make my own twist on that uh you know and the twist is then instead the harem this time is uh a bunch of monster girls well my harem is a bunch of like you know transforming you know like animal people or you know it's just like <laughs> my just... mine is a bunch of uh female characters from a dungeon you know it's like yeah, you know, it's, it's just slightly it, there's, different versions. There's of the very same little thing. variance, and like oh, the the big difference is, oh well, my character is reincarnated, and they were like the previous god of like swords or something. Now they just want to be an average person, um, or you know that's the or like or like he's just a a nobody, and now he's a still a nobody. Uh, you know, it's like so you either have the superpower fantasy of like being all powerful or you're like just like meh and like okay so he'll have to struggle but he has enough help to help him out through that so 
uh isekais are just stupid popular because no one wants to live their boring everyday life and everyone wants to look out the window and daydream about uh, what it would be like to to be a superhero i guess yeah like a lot of them i mean like i don't know about a lot of them but some of them that i've seen they don't really have any real consequences they're like trapped in a video game or whatever i mean some of them i guess they they die they die but like um a lot of them just seem like they're not it's like well if I die, I just go back to like the regular world or or whatever, and it's well, like, okay. see a lot of them. There's actually very few that are actually like it's when they go into the video game, they don't know how to come back out. Okay. So okay. that's that's the big thing. Is like, oh yeah, this looks just like my video game. Oh wow, it's my same avatar. And all of a sudden, some monster comes out of the woodwork, hurt, cuts them in the face, and like, oh my god, this is real pain. Like, yeah. and then they freak out, and then they meet like help or something or they realize they're like they're able to do like their their whatever magic spell and blow away like half the map or something so uh but yeah a lot of times it's when they do get teleported to their vr mmo or some shit um the majority of the time it's it's like for reals um you know and you know or they'll get you know it's like they'll get teleported to uh yeah it's you know like the fantasy like any fantasy spot and they're starting to become more and more self-aware um and that's you know that is it is kind of tongue in cheek. You're like you know it's like when you watch something like what do you think this is an anime? And you know it's uh, yeah yeah they have that joke in there or whatever. Yeah um, yeah it's I I hope that the fad kind of ends well soon. I don't, I don't mind having a couple. Too, too, of I was gonna say too yeah. bad because there's another one called Skeleton Knight uh, in Another World. Oh, so there yeah. you go. Uh, which actually seems like it might be all right. Uh, I've I've, I've only seen the cover of the manga. I've heard it's good, but. Yeah. I saw episode one. Episode one seemed okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and then, I guess the last one that I'm kind of been watching is the, um, uh, see, uh, the Are, uh, Aren san Yeah. Uh, and it's essentially a Komi can't communicate kind of ask. Uh, kids being awkward, not really knowing how to deal with each other. And, um, it's one you know it's essentially the guy who get trying to be friends with the girl next sits next to him and she speaks very quietly uh it's she, silly it's cute is she uh, like super I think smart or something okay. was that is she like super smart or something uh they don't show her as being like crazy intelligent uh they just it's just that she is she doesn't understand the um concept of distancing herself between people so she is like the moment she starts to be close to someone, she might she gets too close. Uh, oh, okay. Like she ends up, he he tries to be nice to her. She tries to keep her distance, oh, and then that is she starts very... to warm up to him. And then she's literally she's literally eating lunch while sitting in his lap, you know. Yeah. And he's like, "This is too close," you know. But yeah, yeah he, like he, that's a did. that's like a very Japanese problem. Like like when I was in high school, not in high school when I was in college, uh, some Japanese uh, some people came and, and we were like their their conversation partners and stuff and we talked about that for some reason and we were all kind of standing around at this uh at this party um and we were talking about it and uh this this guy i knew named uh utah he he was like i don't know we were probably like three or four feet away from each other five feet maybe um and uh and he was like kind of i don't know just kind of like normal like distance i would think um and he was like it's like in japan like this 
distance between like all of us that were standing there is like too close. And I was like, really? Okay. So is there's definitely like a bigger personal space bubble in Japan. If you can get it, um, uh, obviously yeah, then, then you go on the subway places. and then you're nut to butt the entire time. Yeah. Like subway, it's like, Oh, there's, there is no, like the, 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 all that goes out the window. But if you can get the space, they do like to get the space. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then while I was in Korea, like one of my, uh, one of the guys I was martial arts with, like, you know, we would all hang out afterwards and he just, you know, casually like put his hand on my knee or like, you know, or like, like, and I've, I've been in cultures where like, you know, like guys holding hands is not nothing new. So I'm like, all right, you know, so this is how it rolls here. Okay. That's I mean, if, hey, if they, they, they accept me as being friend, a friend enough, I'm like, okay, you know, uh, so I guess I should be happy as opposed to them pointing at me and being like, hey, that's a foreigner across the whole street because I've had that plenty of that too. Yeah, I can always, I can always go that way. But, um, but yeah, like, so Arunsan wa Hakarenai is pretty good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, if you like Comey Can't Communicate, it's, um, it's that same similar like awkward humor um uh, you know different art style but it's just it fits that same if you if you uh if you want something similar to it then i think it, it fits that niche yeah that's cool that's cool so that's pretty much all that you've been watching that we've been watching um and uh so now we'll just jump over into what we've been playing um so uh we played a game together with another one of our friends um we played overcooked 2 uh yeah so essentially um some of us got some free like unexpected free time We're like hey want a game and like sure so we we quickly looked uh game pass for some multiplayer games and uh nick and i uh here played some overcooked uh way back in the day uh when i first got my playstation uh my PlayStation 4 Pro, I actually was going to visit, uh, I was visiting you for my, uh, my wife and I went, went to visit you in uh, Hawaii. Right. And we ended up for our anniversary. We're like, yeah, we'll, we'll crash with you for a bit. And then we'll visit, we'll do some touring around. And uh, you helped, uh, helped ease up our budget to actually go out and have more fun. So thank you. Uh, yeah. So because we were coming from Japan, uh, uh, during Black Friday, I had sent over uh, I I was able to get a PlayStation uh, 4 Pro for a decent bundle deal, and I got some games, and I just had them all shipped, uh, free shipping to Hawaii, <laughs> and you had you held on to it for like a month for me, so I appreciated that. Yeah, uh, I still have a, I still have an excellent photo that you took of yourself holding the PS4, being like, oh, you know, it's it's I have it on my phone, so like my old phone somewhere. It's like I I love that photo. <laughs> you have to send it to me. I don't remember that photo, but you have to send it to uh, me. Yeah. And, Oh no, but yeah. You know, so Overcooked was one of the first games I bought on that, and so it was us three. We we made it really far until one of the space levels, and it just kicked our teeth in. Well, it was it, it was, was it, stupid hard. We found out later it was broken because like we couldn't we couldn't get it to work because we was we were playing the three of us, and then like later you and Carrie played just the two of you, and you're able to do it. But like no matter what we could do, there was just like on three people, it just it just wouldn't work. It was like the difficulty scaling was just too hard. Uh, yeah. And so I don't think it was. Or you, it was, you or you were the missing. You're just the problem. No, you know, because, got rid of you. no, because I remember being like, this is not like physically possible. 
because it, it was a newer it was, it, was, a, it was a new game and it's like well what did they play test the most they probably play tested two people and four people the most three people is a little odd and it's harder to, i would think it'd be harder to balance three rather than than the other ones so like that that is what slipped through the cracks from from my estimation but yeah so anyone who doesn't know what overcooked is it's a uh it is a fun multiplayer game where you're playing these little muppet looking people and the the goal of the game is that your chefs having to um having to work the line essentially and uh in each level there is uh, your kitchen layout is different uh and they're showing you a different uh setup a, a different menu item so there's a there's a rhythm you have to get into for like if you're making hamburgers uh you'll have to take uh grab the beef you'll have to tenderize the meat throw it on a, throw it on a skillet and then put it on a plate with a bun and then you'll have, so like as the orders come up you'll see them overhead they'll be like okay we want this burger but this one we want to have uh lettuce and tomato so then you have to take lettuce tomato cut those up and then add those to the bun so it's a matter of time management and working together to you know efficiently uh and it's a chaotic mess is what it is yeah. uh they, they do gradually get you into it so they start you real simple and then each level they just kind of build upon it and build upon it uh and it's a lot of fun it's one of those things that uh you can lose a lot of time because we next thing we knew like two hours had just flew by we're like holy crap you know we're in like the third uh world as it were third world set of levels and yeah it was i had a really enjoyable time it is it is a blast um it's such a simple idea, but it's such a great idea. Uh, it is a friendship tester because it will, it will put, because like you're trying to get orders out and stuff. And uh, some people go faster than others. And sometimes people make mistakes. Like they, like it's possible to like, to like let something burn or drop something or put something on the wrong thing. Everybody does it. Like everyone, everyone does it. And you just have to like, like take a deep breath and, try to get the order out on time and it's usually pretty easy to get the three stars on the level but um and it but even if it's not like the first time even if you can't get out the first time it's usually like okay we can we can get this with a little bit of with like one more try or two more tries yeah you start to realize the the pattern and what what needs to be prioritized uh and the, like i said the what's really unique is the levels how they change up because sometimes uh, you'll be uh, you'll be all together, but then next thing you know, half the map uh, shifts, and so all the kitchen uh, items will now be slid over to one side, and a complete like it cuts you off from the rest of the team. Or you'll have to like you'll literally be on separate islands, and then you'll have to throw each other uh, your ingredients, uh, and yeah. so it's, it's, it takes some coordination there. And you, uh, yeah. you might be on different platforms, different elevations, so you can throw down, but you can't throw up. Uh, so then you have to, you know, wait until the, the map shifts so you that. can only prep things in advance to a certain point. Yeah. And then when, once those like the windows of opportunities open, move, 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 get, you know, get what you need from one side to the other and vice versa, and then get ready for that map to go switch again. So it's, uh, it usually helps when one person takes point and is barking out orders or at least announcing everyone announces what they are doing. So the other people know, uh, you know, what to expect. 
uh and then you can really coordinate around that like i'm getting this or i'm working on this and then someone else is like or you yell at someone grab me you know this you know, grab me some tomatoes or something yeah. you know like who who's who got the meat you know stuff like that so yeah like like whenever i worked yeah. on on the the food line at panera bread uh it, it when you're playing that game and you have to and you have to get good at it it does feel the same way as working on like a food line because you'll be like like uh sandwich up or like like uh that like this sandwich is ready or i need tomatoes and there's people who have to go to the back and get like more supplies and stuff like that like uh, for the levels uh one of the more interesting levels we played to me was was like the like the the magical witch level i don't know it's kind of like like harry potter style level where you're like in this castle type environment and there's uh and there's a bridge that magically disappears and reappears on the other side and then vice versa it goes back and forth but there's also a portal and so if the bridge is out on at that time in that section then you have to use the portal and then use the bridge to get to the center point and then so like you have to constantly be watching for if the bridge is there or not and of course the platforms sometimes they are walled off but they're always but there's always like a way that you can fall off of, of the platform and then you lose time and stuff like that so it, it's it's really cool what they what they're able to do with the levels uh it really keeps you on your toes yeah the music's also really good uh so if you ever watch uh like the great british bake-off or whatever the break being show like that kind of tense music when like things the things are ramping up you know and then it's like you know because in the beginning it's casual and mellow and then it just kind of uh speeds up and it's it's very Slowly good you don't really builds. notice it and but you're like when you take a step back or you're watching it from the outside like oh yeah you know that music totally does provide that awesome tension that you didn't realize was there but it, re it does kick in a pretty good amount uh yeah so uh, currently the um we're playing uh, Overcooked 2, and that's on Game Pass. Um, I like the first game a lot, too. Uh, the first game, uh, the point of that one was the flying spaghetti monster comes to destroy the world, and then you have to time travel to because your skills aren't good enough to, to satisfy it. Uh, the ever-peckish is what they call it. Uh... And... So then you yeah, so you go back in time and then you're you're essentially cooking through time uh and getting the skills you need to when to finally come to the apocalypse again to fight to to fend it off. Did the first uh, so. one did uh did the first one ever get online play or was it always couch co-op only? I honestly don't know if it got online play. I've only ever played at couch co-op. Uh so that's that's all I can say cuz I'm was... the only one who who I knew ever owned that amongst my friends, but and they'd all usually come to my place to play it. Yeah, that was that was the only problem that I had with with Overcooked 1 was uh whenever it was new at least it only had couch co-op and I was like, "Dang, this game I mean really needs really needs online play at least with your friends or whatever." But I was I'm glad that they added that to the second one cuz that was that was clutch for us. But um, so that's what we played. But I also played a game uh, called uh, Chinatown Detective Agency. I think I mentioned that I was going to play this a while ago. Uh, this came out uh, April 7th of this year, published by Humble Games, developed by General Interactive Co. So um, this game is... Uh, like like the aesthetic is like a, a a pixel art for like all the for like the gameplay except for there's like rendered paintings of the characters that are really well done um 
the characters' faces are are like painted um, in little boxes, and they come up whenever they speak. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's mostly an adventure game, but it doesn't rely on like an inventory and like matching things up and puzzles that way. Instead, it relies on clues that come from real world information. Um, so like, so like, I guess I'll get to that more in a second. Like, but like the, the, the premise of the game is that it takes place in Singapore and you play as a lady named Amira Dharma, um, who was, uh, I think the, the, the game description says that she was once a, a rising star at Interpol, um, and she has uh, since turned into a private investigator. So there's probably some kind of like mystery there for like why she was an Interpol, but now is not. Um, but uh, like uh, the it, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting little game. Um, it's on Game Pass. It's so it's it's free in that way. Um, the game. So like I was I was playing through the the first mission and uh it gave me a clue um of a quote and it wanted me to uh input part of this quote or who wrote this quote who first said this quote into this uh database and I looked around through everything I could find in the game and I couldn't figure out what it was like what, what what like what the keyword was so finally i was like screw it so i just looked it up on online and when i started looking up online the place that i was looking at it said this is a game that wants you to use the real life internet to look things up and figure things out and i was like oh okay that explains why it is this way so i googled the quote and i was able to find the the uh like the, the original um person who said it and then i put their name into the like in-game machine and then it like let me go on and so like that like that is pretty cool i, I liked that aspect of it because it in a way it kind of turns something that's really boring like looking up random not so much random but like like uh, things from history or geography uh on the internet like looking those things up and turning them into kind of gameplay um it makes you feel like you're carmen san diego sort of like a like you're really kind of looking this stuff up um but um so like everything you do in the game costs money so like you can take a train ride and uh, to a different part of town that costs like two dollars or you can you might have to go get on a plane and fly to another part of the world and that costs like over five hundred dollars so like the game is making you spend money and stuff like that. And you only have like a limited amount. Um, and that's kind of important because the game, uh, it, it only, it won't let you save. It only auto saves and it only auto saves after you complete a mission. So I think it's to prevent you from making a save in a position that you can't get out of. But to me, it's really annoying because you have to like the mission takes like, I mean like the first time you play it, it takes like an hour or or more. I think the I think they they get a little longer as as you go, but it's annoying because 
Like, I wish they had just made it so you could save, like it, it auto saved for you, like as you went through and then you could say whenever you wanted. So it's like, oh, I screwed up. I can't fix this. Oh, well, let me go back to the auto save that the game did for me. But it, it uh, for whatever reason that they didn't do that. But um, anyway, it's, it's a pretty interesting little game. I don't really, like, I'm not going to play much more of it. Um, it's, it, it's, uh, like, it doesn't really tell you, like, a, a, a story outright. Like, it pretty much just starts you on, like, this, this, like, clue-finding mission. Um, and it, it's got a kind of interesting aesthetic. It's set in the year 2037. Everything's really super futuristic, and I'm like, that's only, like, 15 years in the future. It's, I don't know if it should be quite that futuristic, but, um, it, it's, uh, it, it's all right. It's, it's, uh, it's a good game pass game. Um, but, uh, I personally probably wouldn't spend any money on it, but yeah. Anyway, it's, yeah. it's worth a try. When I first, when I first saw it, it reminded me of, um, uh, Tokyo dark, uh, at, which is also an adventure game. Uh, that one was published by, um, square Enix and but it was like it looked like it like that but you know pixel art and somewhat cyberpunk uh yeah. so that's why i was like okay so i downloaded it uh just to give it a shot but i haven't i've not gotten a chance to get to that so uh yeah i'm i'm not sure i i, st- I still want to try to give it give it a you know its own fair share um uh, because i generally like the uh I, I like a lot of adventure games it's just you know how much time you got and also uh you know i i understand the idea of uh depending on the type of adventure game you know like having the chapters set up a little farther out because it stops you from maybe save scumming or like if you have a, a an option like a certain uh path choice that way you don't have to, it'll stop you from like okay let me let me go with all three of them and like see which one's my favorite and then go, go back to reroute it and you know, it makes you commit to a path, I guess. Um, if that if that is uh, the case in this game, yeah. But it, I can see that. Yeah, it's it, it seems all right. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, it's definitely not grabbing me like like big time. So I'll probably move on from it. But uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, so that's what I've been playing. Uh, you have been playing a little more uh, Vampire Survivors, and it seems like you discovered something new about it yeah. that you didn't know. Okay, so there was um. There was recently uh, another update, and that unlocked a couple more, a um, couple more trophies or achievements. And I'm like, all right, sure. And I knocked those out uh, because, like I said, lately I've only been having, you know, minor time playing the playing the evening. So I'm like, that's perfect. Uh, I'll watch some anime on the side and just play this and get in the groove. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's awesome. Uh, I got the I got the achievements, but one of them was giving me a hard time, so I had to look up something about it. And so upon looking looking up some information, because like I knew what it was, a, it was like a simple like you know uh, it was a simple task, but I just didn't know how to make the the event happen. And I was like, okay, well, let me just see what what criteria is being need, you know needs to be done. And then I saw someone's video that had characters that I didn't know existed, and I'm like, as as playable characters, I'm like, wait, what? And so then I went ahead and searched. I'm like, sure enough. There are secret characters in this game that uh, one of which, like, I didn't even realize you were able to do. But apparently you kind of have to do a certain cheat around, like a uh, workaround. You have to a proper build and uh, do it, get in the right situation, circumstances to uh, to do this. I'm like, but there, there's a there's a handful. There's like five 
uh, at least five different uh, characters that are secret. Uh, so I don't really want to spoil too much because, you know, some people don't want to either try to find that or discover that themselves. But it was just like, wow, this game just keeps on giving. And it's only like, you know, uh, currently it's it's still point like 0. 0.5.1, I think, uh, currently. So it's, you know, half done. Uh, oh wow! So they have I'm a looking, lot. They can, you know, so it sounds like they might want to add a lot then. Yeah, it's um for sure. It's like the game that can potentially keep on giving. Uh, and I mean, I it was only three bucks off of Steam, so I'm 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 very happy with it. But you know, once again, it's just like it happens to fit my life perfectly right now in this niche little position. Uh, I think being able to play this, uh, the idea of in the future to be able to play this, um on like a you know handheld portable or even a cell phone because this honestly you just need to be able to touch and like point and move like your character that's all you need to do uh i think it'd be perfect for a cell phone to be honest uh i'm not one to play games on my cell phone but there's you know it'd be nice to not be able to be at my computer necessarily to play this game because i am enjoying the crap out of it so yeah if you think you could play it on a cell uh, phone that, that'd be cool but um yeah because taking it on the go is always is always nice it it seems like a game, I don't know. I haven't played it, so I I don't know. But it it seems like it might be a game that could benefit from that that or an iPad or something. Yeah, and then I got to play a little bit more Max Payne. Uh, you know, it's like because I got it, I got it up and running, but I came across something that I haven't come across in a long time, which was a straight up hard crash. Uh, the the game like locked up on a certain scene and just just hard locked. I'm like, okay, let me go. Let me like Alt Tab. Let me get back to the main. Nope. I, I can access my start menu. I can access, but I can't actually, no, I can't do anything. You know, it's like task manager. Nope. Uh, okay. I just, I'm going to go, I'm going to go start. I'm just going to go ahead and restart my entire computer. And it did automatically shut down. It, it did a proper shutdown. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I just, you know, it's such an old game. And so it's like, I, I played a couple hours of that. And I was like, man, I still remember how much I love this game. And this game's freaking great. Uh, Props to uh, their little TV show, Lords and Ladies. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's they have they do this. Uh, Remedy has this great bits where in all their games they'll have some sort of um, TV show or some sort of extra video narrative, and uh, there's a there's a continuing soap opera uh, that you come in Max Payne where you're just walking by and there's a TV show and they have a theme song and it's just really chintzly done like. Uh, soap opera called Lords and Ladies, and it's like, my lord, my lady, my lord, my lady. It's just, it's so dumb. Uh, and it's like, then in the background, you hear someone else watching TV, like, like start sniffling and like say, you know, talking about one of the characters or something like that. And it's just, it's, it's silly. Um, they really, they amped it up when they got to like Alan Wake and uh, Control. They did really good extra video footage like things. Um, because like Alan Wake, they made their own version of Twilight Zone or the slash The Outer Limits. Yeah. And, you know, so th those are pretty good. I, I cannot remember what that show was called in, in game. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, so Max Payne still holds up. Uh, I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to get, get around to finishing that game, but I'm, I'm, I'm really glad I started it and it, I'm going to be chomping at the bit. I'm hoping for the, uh, the new one when they finally remake that. So still playing. Still playing it. Um, that's cool, man. Well, um, glad it's still good. So that's what we've been playing. Uh, next, we're going to go into the news. Do you want to take a break or do you want to just power through the news? Yeah, I'm good to go. 
All right, let's jam. There's there's some stuff that's pretty interesting. Um, I don't know how there's there's a lot that I pulled, but I don't know how much of it we'll actually go through. Um, uh, leading the way though is um, uh, this is coming from uh, I'm pulling it from Video Games Chronicle. Activision Blizzard uh, has been sued by New York City over Microsoft acquisition. Um, so the, the the subtitle is shareholders claim Bobby Kotick agreed takeover in a bid to escape liability and accountability. So the um, so I, I pulled this because it seems like the uh, um, you know the whole uh, Activision Blizzard mess is just a gift that keeps on giving as far as uh, news is concerned. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting. I don't I, I didn't really read exactly what all they are like like what all they think he did or whatever but but um apparently they are trying to go after uh Kodak himself i i know i've heard uh, several other people say that that uh, they think that Kodak is more um culpable with with certain aspects of of the problems than anybody would like to admit at least over there so uh, I don't know. I, I I thought it was interesting, uh, and I'm kind of looking forward to see how it shakes out. But um, besides that, uh, we've got um, more. So this is from a little while ago. I think this is from like um, back on. Uh, I think this is actually the right before we actually did our last podcast, and I I just missed this. But uh, Ubisoft is buying or is. Ubisoft is drawing buyout interest once again. Um, so like uh, Blackstone, KKR are among private equity firms that are studying the business. Uh, and uh, it's just it's just funny because like Ubisoft was in some takeover stuff with what, like Viacom? Was was that it years ago? I forget who it was who was trying to take them over, but they were buying a bunch of their shares and and they were had a pretty close to a controlling interest and they managed to fight that off. But uh, I was just like, okay, this is happening all over again for, for uh, Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one, that one was a weird one because they, yeah, they they made such a big deal when they finally fended them off, and they're like, they stood up on stage, being like, kind of like, we did it, guys, we survived the takeover, we're 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 ourselves, and they're like. Yeah, anyone want to buy us now? You know, we're, just, we're up for we're we're interested in the idea. So it's like, wow, what a curious about face. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know, but I just thought it was kind of funny. Uh, we'll see what they end up doing. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, why are they always trying to get sold? Like, why are they? Like, like why are they in that in that mess? I feel like they're like Ubisoft makes a lot of big games. It makes a lot of money. It's a hit and miss, right? Like, I think it's the fact that they. Uh, for every big game that the hits, you you got stuff that you know you got certain Assassin's Creeds that don't make it right. And it's yeah. like, and then you're then you're playing you're playing uh, recoup, right? You're trying to do well the next game, hoping that it makes big. And the next thing you know, you got a Watch Dogs, which are like, oh, Watch Dogs maybe wasn't as good as they thought it'd be. And yeah. then they're like, all right, well let's let's hopefully the next uh, Far Cry game takes off. I'm like that one was all right, but then let's try this Assassins and the Assassin. You know, so it's like big games, huge games, but they're not always uh, knocking them out of the park, uh, so it's kind of it's hard to invest, right? They they want to double down in certain things, like yeah, let's let's put a lot of effort into this, and 
uh they put they have so many studios so many resources and it's uh it's expensive to make games and especially if they don't they're not selling you know gangbusters then it's now you they recoup their their losses in the end but the one thing that they've been doing really well is their support for their like live game services you know they like wow this game really this, this game's not really great out the gate but then and you know they, they they're in it for the long haul and then by the time they're done they're like wow that they supported this a lot and uh, it's gotten a lot of a fan base for their online stuff but you know as far as their single player stuff goes i mean watchdogs 2 was like well received as a whole but yeah. uh one and legion were not uh to the best of my knowledge and yeah it's just kind of it's kind of is like the far cry games have been spotty uh to say the least i mean primal wasn't that great three was pretty phenomenal um that's like a four was years and years uh, ago i mean that's yeah that's ancient history for 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 some of those even primal is like getting really old now yeah but i mean that's the thing is they they came out with primal then they came out with four uh and a lot but because primal burned a lot of people they're like and so they're like yeah i'm not really caring about four too much you know um i played four skipped five uh you know and then a lot of people did not were not happy with the way five played out as far as storyline goes um i tried six i was very disappointed in six i spent a lot of stupid time on six i, I spent know. like 20 hours I and I, plus so i'm like I was, that game went nowhere and i was just oh i want my life back yeah so so i mean i guess they don't really have that many money printers i'm trying to think of what they of what games they have that really just print money and the only thing i can think of is like uh, that's like the division and maybe some one of the tom clancy games or something rainbow six siege is still uh, uh widely accepted yeah they, they, they came out with the new one um which was quarantine but now it's uh they rebranded it to extinction I can't remember. It's but it used to be quarantine before the real quarantine happened, and then they're like, "Ooh, maybe we shouldn't keep that title." Um, so yeah, no one's really talking about that new the new Rainbow Six game too much, uh, you know. And that one is on Game Pass, uh, so or at least I thought it was on Game Pass, and yeah, just not too many people, you know, are interested. Uh, so, but pe- those who play Rainbow Six uh, Siege, like they really go on, went in on that. It's supposed uh, to be a good car- game, yeah. They made a lot of cool characters. I mean, they went from normal people, like, yeah, this is an agent of, you know, like, different government, you know, like, special forces, to, like, slowly and slowly becoming, like, superheroes or uh, G.I. Joes, essentially. Yeah. So they, you know, they they are, you know, they, they have superpowers now and or, like, special, super special abilities. So, yeah, I mean, but they've been supporting that game forever. And that's that's awesome. Um yeah, so yeah, I, I guess, as far as it's, it's not that surprising that they're you know that they're, they're on the verge of being bought out all the time, but because you know, like I said, they, it's they don't have anything you know, like even when Assassin's Creed does really well, I don't know how well is really well because you know a lot of people are just kind of done with Assassin's Creed. So yeah, I guess you'll never really know how things are going on, you know, behind the scenes with like money and stuff. They can make good games or or whatever, but if they're not like economically viable and profitable then the company is going to have to you know get sold or go go into some kind of problematic uh financial situation so yeah it's, it's just one of those things um the next story is uh twitch this is back from this is from april 27th so it says uh over a week ago but i thought it was interesting twitch um it's coming from gizmodo uh twitch is reportedly considering 
uh, cutting streamer pay to boost its own profits. I'm not a fan of that headline. Um, I, I think that that's kind of like, I don't know, that's kind of, uh, what do you call it? Um, that's definitely revealing the the paper's bias. But anyway, this is this is the, the one I found uh, for it. But anyway, so Twitch is is uh, going to cut um, or thinking about cutting their streamer, the amount of money that the streamers make. Um, so the revenue is currently at a 70-30 split. Yeah. And so the rumor has it that it's going to be a 50-50 split. Uh, which means that you know uh, people are going to be losing twenty percent, you know, and, and that's going to like especially the high end streamers, uh, you're they're going to lose a lot of money, uh, and huge, yeah. you know, so, yeah, it's like when you when you when you're talking about like some of the people who makes you know, uh, like you know hundreds of thousands or something like that, you know, that's a twenty percent is a large cu- extra cut to take away. The other thing is they're like, well, you don't have to be exclusive anymore. Okay, well, what happens to the people who sign contracts? You know, yeah. now that they don't, you know, it's like so they sign contracts, and now they now new people don't have to be. You know, you can you can be on both platforms. You know, YouTube and um, you know Twitch. So it's it a seems... lot of people aren't happy. It's it's not. There's no. It's uh, there's no way around it. I think YouTube t- fired turned around and fired back, being like, "Hey, yeah, we're still seventy thirty, and we've never had we've you know we've always let you be on you know like." Uh, be on any platform you wanted so there's no exclusivity with us um yeah just fyi guys <laughs> yeah like so like the the dip is from 70 percent down to 50 percent. so yeah that's like that's like the the like the big overall view but but if you're a streamer and you're getting 70 percent, so the 70 percent that you get that's that is that is 70 percent of the overall money that's made but it's a hundred percent of the money that you get. So a drop uh, from 70% down to 50% is for a streamer personally, actually a drop of like 28 and a half percent. It's almost, it's almost 30%. Almost 30%. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's like, yeah, it's a 20% drop, but actually if like from, from a streamer's point of view, it's like even more. Um, so like thinking about like losing 28% of your money, is pretty wild. Uh, and this article that I have says that that Twitch is kind of kind of going from bad to worse. They are going to push. Uh, they're going to be pushing their streamers to run more ads. And it's like, so you're going to make me. So you're going to pay me less, and try to make me run more ads, which is going to invariably piss people off. Everybody hates ads. Um, and which is going to drive away or at least hinder growth. It just, I'm kind of like baffled. Like if, if I was, if I was a streamer that had a big following and had any possibility at all of going to YouTube without, you know, like losing my shirt, I would seriously consider it like very seriously. This seems like a dumb move to me. So that's a lot of speculation is going around in that be, being like, well, that's, you know, if you're a top streamer and you're losing 30% of your you know, your income, so what do you do? Well, you what you do is you don't up and leave, uh, you know, Twitch right away. What you do is you then start moving your presence to YouTube. 
and you know you can run both and then after you know give it some time and then eventually make the complete shift over now there are uh i'm not too sure 100 percent on the revenue proper uh, process of uh you know streaming but like i think was it um twitch has like um like uh they have their other not subscriptions or um like donation yeah subscription round uh funds so like there's other ways to give your streamers money that uh currently uh twitch doesn't take a take that piece away but youtube does not offer the same kind of uh income you can't just be gifting subs um and so because of that uh once youtube gets that you know if youtube gets that availability uh that will really open the floodgates to like hey we're now letting uh we're letting our streamers you know have the same amount of income uh well now te- then technically better than uh Twitch and we're not as uptight uh so it's one of those things that like well Twitch isn't making uh from everything i've heard Twitch isn't really making amazon money uh and only only the mid-range uh, streamers actually make real money uh because the high end guys are actually hurting uh Twitch as a whole uh as far as financially like for for the numbers Interesting. and yeah so that's so therefore uh the, they're getting greedy and they're kind of ruining their own platform so it kind of sucks yeah like i mean i haven't really studied the way twitch works in a while but i as far as i remember they don't have a um uh like a uh like they don't have a like, like a discoverability system so like like on YouTube, um, if you make a good video about like Final Fantasy or something, and it's a and it's a good video, they're gonna show that video to people who like Final Fantasy or who are adjacent to it. And if it's good, then the people will click on it, and then it'll get shown to more people and more people, and then you'll get and, and like you can start from zero. And if you made something good, you can have a, an immediate. Uh, growth presence on YouTube. Twitch doesn't have anything like that. Like if you want to get like, I've heard, I've, I've read a lot of people say, if you want to get big on Twitch, you need to go get big on YouTube first. Uh, because, because then you can pull over all of your people to Twitch and say, Hey, I'm on Twitch, you know, this time, this time. And everybody that watches your videos will come and, and check you out on, on Twitch. Cause they already have like, they already like you. Well, like, Twitch, it wouldn't be as easy, but I think Twitch could create a discoverability system where it's like, yeah, you're a brand new streamer, but if you're funny and interesting, you know, they're showing you to so many thousands of people, you know, or hundreds of people or whatever. And if you like do well in that demographic, then they show you to more and more and more, but they don't seem to like have anything like that. It's like, if you're big, then you're big. And if you're not, then it takes forever to grow any kind of presence on Twitch and that in the long term that kills like that, that kills it because people don't want to watch the same thing over and over again. And people don't want to try to join up if they're just going to get like shit canned for months and months and months. It's so there's, there's a lot of stuff that Twitch needs to do. And it just seems like in the long war of streaming, they, this is a bad move, and they're going to start to lose uh, more to me. But 
anyway. Yeah, once again, this is all, none of it's been confirmed yet, but hopefully the idea is by this com going out there, it might be a wake-up call that they need, and they'll hopefully be able to correct, uh, you know, correct the ship and, um, you know, prevent some of this stuff from happening and maybe start making some positive changes. Well, uh, or or YouTube can just see the wounded animal and then really go in for the kill and just go straight for the jugular. So, yeah, I mean, there's other stuff that's in this article that are kind of interesting. Um, so Twitch is simultaneously reeling from what Bloomberg calls a mass exodus of employees disappointed in the company's direction. Some 300 employees reportedly left Twitch last year. I don't know who's reporting that, but someone is. Uh, with another 60 leaving in the first three months of 2022. So they're having a lot of people leave. That doesn't bode well. I guess we don't really know the full story of that, but that taken with this, I don't know. It seems like there's uh, so, some disagreement about uh, the direction that Twitch should go. Yep. So going on, uh, this is uh, from, it's another article from uh, April 26th, um, Netflix reportedly aiming to offer 50 games to subscribers by the end of 2022. Um, they're going to continue focusing on mobile games for now. This is coming from Eurogamer. I think this is interesting. Um, I don't know if I want to play games on Netflix. How do you feel about it? I haven't played the. They currently have that choose your own adventure system. Uh, so, so on certain a few games, uh, I know they did like, uh, like Man vs. Wild. Like you know, choose your own adventure. And there's one of um, Kimmy Schmidt and a few others. I think there's a Carmen Sandiego one. Mm. Uh, so they seemed like neat in concepts. Uh, oh, that's right. Because originally it was a, uh, it was a, what was it? Um, Black Mirror or whatever. Um, yeah. The. You know, Bandersnatch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I did play that one, and that was that was neat. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So uh, I think this is a little bit different. Like th they do have those kind of things that are right there within you know the Netflix proper browser, but they are making like gaming games. Um, like uh, they uh, uh, like games for mobile, like games for your phone, like on like Android. They made yeah. a Stranger Things game. And, and for the rest of it, I just don't care. I mean, it's like, it's one of the things that I never would go to Netflix in, unless they could, they granted they could be making something awesome. Uh, but like when they tried coming out with the, uh, the Bandersnatch, I just remember hearing like, there was an interview with uh, like the director as it were. And he's like, yeah, this, it was how super tough it was and how you know, it was really difficult. I'm like, well, that was the most interesting thing I've seen in a while. Uh, and it really, you know, it's like, it's not for everyone, but for them to come out making mobile games, I'm like, I, what are you going to do? Make, start making, uh, you know, the mobile game version of, you know, your exclusive shows, uh, that, you know, uh, you know, the preacher or whatever, like the one that you watched, uh, like make a, make a game or like a stranger, like they already, I guess, I'm not sure how affiliated they are with that stranger things mobile game that came out a little while ago. I think that, I think, uh, I think that they, it says in this article that they, that they had that made. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, they, there's a few property things that, you know, but I've not heard anything super amazing about it. I no one I've not heard of anything being like, Oh, that's hot garbage. But you know, it's like, it's apparently not really moving the needle. Uh, so the idea of them making more of those 
is kind of a whatever situation. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. And they, they, I think if I were them, yeah, I'd probably get into video games a little bit, try to kind of, you know, diversify. It doesn't seem like they're making anything that I really want to play. Um, cause mobile games are just sort of whatever, but if they do get into they have some interesting studios, um, got to pull it up again. Uh, they have, um, uh, like, uh, like boss fight entertainment and, uh, next games and, uh, the people that made oxen free night school studio. So, um, there, there's potential there to make some interesting stuff, but it's, it's all stuff that I'm not really super into. So I, I guess we'll see how it goes. Um, but it's, it's just kind of a, uh, I don't know. Like I get it, but I'm also not going to go out of my way to try to play Netflix games. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, so last story, I think I'll, I'll, uh, include here. Cause I thought it was kind of interesting. This is from a uh, third of May. Um, so, Reggie Fia, uh, Reggie Fizame, uh, claims Nintendo of America was forced to launch Game Boy Micro. Um, uh, former exec claims siloed thinking contributed to lackluster results for the system. So, uh, apparently there's a new book out and, um, uh, it's called, uh, uh, disrupting the game from the Bronx to the top of Nintendo uh, and it's a, it's a new book by, by, by Reggie Fizame. And, uh, I guess it's kind of a, a tell all, uh, where he talks about different parts of the, the Nintendo experience. Um, anyway, I just thought it was kind of interesting that, uh, to kind of get some of that insider information about the crazy weird stuff that Nintendo had to do. Yeah. Uh, the Game Boy Micro was always a weird thing. I mean, it was too small for the average adult. It's only really target, like the only real good target audience was like elementary school kids because yeah. it's just, it was, it was really tiny. I mean, it was a keychain like device. Uh, it was, uh, it was neat in concept, but that's really about it. Like you didn't, no one really liked to play on it. You know, you joked about, you trolled is what you did. Like, yeah, man, I'm playing this thing. This is great. And I'm like, no, dude, you're not. You don't love this thing. This is, you know, like your thumb is covering over all the buttons, you know. It's, uh, but it, it, was a, it was just a fun novelty thing. Like nowadays, I think it would actually do way better just because with the, um, with the retro consoles that have come out, like this, you know, the small uh, NES Classic, SNES, Sega Genesis, uh, PlayStation. So I think this would, fit in that pantheon of you know like small form factor and it's like this is a cute little thing that i can have on my desk you know that's yeah it doesn't take up much space uh but as a whole i was not yeah i just remember selling those things i mean like or selling them and slash not selling them like it's like yeah you got one of those micros well wait what you want one uh sure it's right over here <laughs> I mean, uh, while you're it, do you want a nintendo or not nintendo um a nickelodeon video card that has one episode of spongebob you know yeah so yeah i, I didn't even know that they existed so i was kind of like wow nintendo actually made that okay um <laughs> but yeah anyway so that's all for the newsy news um all right so that's i think that's gonna do it for us unless you have anything else uh, I, you know, right now on Epic, uh, Terraforming Mars is free. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if you're slightly into board games, but you don't necessarily want to have to deal with the 
the amount of crap you have to do in, or table space or maybe you don't have enough space you know like by all means um uh, give it a shot uh i have not played the digital version the you know the actual game is pretty awesome uh so uh, you know i'm i'm hoping uh, i know recently uh the new gloomhaven a digital just you know like that's been getting a lot of good uh reviews recently and uh it's they have they have a multiplayer uh aspect up now that uh me and some friends are curious about so we're it's one of those things that we're waiting for one of us to pull the trigger so the rest of us can but none of us really want to do it <laughs> so uh yeah we'll see about that too okay that that's pretty cool all right, so if you want to send us emails, uh, send them to another dead pixel group at gmail.com and we'll uh, read those out. I didn't even check to see if we got any. I don't think we did, but it is what it is. So if you sent one and we have it, answered, we'll, bring it up, sorry. we'll bring it up next time. We, we promise. <laughs> we'll figure it out and bring it up next time. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Joe, what is the moral of today's podcast? Don't listen to Nick's advice about movies. He has very bad taste, especially with superheroes. I'm going to cut all of that. I'm going to cut all of it. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Hello, and welcome to the bottom of the internet. This is Another Dead Pixel, a podcast that wishes it was a TV show. I am your host. I'm going to start over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do it again. Okay. I thought it was clever, though. Uh, it's clever. It's, it's, that'd be smooth. Okay. Um.